It's the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm Chad. Hey, hey. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to this live broadcast of That's What She Said. <laughs> Candid Athletic Training. Effing and marrying and killing. And who knows? We might just even debate about a fictional athletic trainer. How's your week going? Actually, not bad. That's good. I think we've... Crested, Ooh, the busy, crested. the the busy oh, season. All right, crested. All right, I like this. I think you're at the June. Peak. June right. in the first week of July, the first week and a half of July, really kicked my tail. But the last ten days has been like manageable. We've had an occasional really busy day, but like the last two have been. I'm not running around like a chicken with my head cut off. It's been great. Wow. I mean, well, we good. still get the occasional, like, how did this end up in our clinic? Yeah, of course you do. Stupid stuff, but... Why are you, why are you here? Why aren't you, on the, why aren't you in the emergency room? Or why the heck didn't you just wait until your appointment with your doctor? When, when the ER doctors are telling the patients, go to the walk-in clinic to get your MRI, we have problems. <laughs> yes. You don't go to a, another urgent care to get an MRI. No. You were just seen. Yeah. That kind of thing. Oh, uh, I, I'm here. Um, I actually got a post. I got a, like an alert. Are you guys looking for work? You guys looking for another athletic trainer? No. Uh oh. Freighter is. Are you getting? A, are you getting fired? Probably. Okay. I deserve it. I got. I got a LinkedIn. Freighter is hiring athletic. Uh, no, they're athletic trainer. they're hiring for other departments, not sports med, but like. Our friend Dave Bogalski is was hiring somebody down at Drexel Town Square. I mean, every every oh the AT in the clinic role is becoming becoming extremely popular. It's pretty great. How if, is how is Mister Bogalski? Uh good. Nice. I think he's enjoying a little change. I'm sure he is. He reached out to me a couple weeks ago. He's like, "Man, I totally get what you're talking about." <laughs> yeah. I said, "Yeah, there's pros and cons to every every job." Yeah, there is. So, yeah, how are is. you doing? I'm busy. Busy, busy, busy. I feel like I'm in the throes of traditional athletic training again. You're cresting. Oh, I'm kind of still climbing, I think. I think I'm climb I'm climbing. Lady, wife, pregnant pregnant mom, due in a couple months. Businesses are full go in your world. You know, you're kind of waiting for it to slow down. I I enjoy my clinic being busy because that just means more you're money. money yeah. yeah, there's more money coming into the clinic. But at the same time, I mean, I'm I'm burning some candles at both ends. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Hopefully, there's a lot of wax over there. Yeah, I mean, I've I've figured out a couple things in my schedule that has really helped. I I'm not here at 5 a.m. and then doing a podcast at. 8.30 at night anymore. I don't, I don't come in until around noon. So, like, I'm, I'm a little more awake sure. on these Wednesday nights. Um, I just, yeah. just so you know, I just remembered what the friend or four was. Of course was. you did. So we're we can gonna, do it or we don't start have to. With that. We're going to start with it. Okay, and we might We might cut out another segment. I don't care what anybody lie. says. We're going to, this is our show. <laughs> don't you tell us what to do. Um, I'm doing all right, though. I mean, I'm in the throes of it. I got a one-year-old. Pregnant, pregnant wife, two businesses, getting after it. I'll tell you what, though. I would like to thank 
our good sponsors, Healthy Roster. Go over to HealthyRoster.com. They have every solution for all of your EMR needs. The best EMR out there. The folks over there, are they're kind. They're thoughtful. They love athletic trainers. They're funny. And some of them are even musicians. Version 2 just came out. Mm, 2.0. Some and pretty then cool updates. I'd say, you know, our good friends over at Smart Tools, their BFR cuffs are killing it in my SE lab space we got here right now. Um, I got people coming in left and right using their BFR cuffs. Uh, Nick and Ed have been very informative of troubleshooting certain things. I mean, they're, they're a new product, but they've been very good about kind of getting me answers to certain problems that I might have had, but... They're easy to use. They're wonderful. Uh, use the code, what is Candid Candid 10. 10 for 10% off anything at smarttoolsplus.com. They got some great educational courses too. Ed does his, uh, his best to inform everybody of how smart he is. Yeah. Because he is. He's pretty sharp. Yeah. What else we got over there? Oh, Athletic Trainer Insurance oh, Plus. Gosh, become a member, please. Yeah, if you're a member and, of the Canyon Athletic Training Podcast, um, you will get a discounted rate on your professional liability insurance through Athletic Trainer Insurance Plus. Um, so we're pretty stoked to have them uh, with us. So, yeah. Ooh. That's what she said. Stoked down. Stoked. With us. Just stoked up, hitting the crest. There was a very interesting debate at work today. Oh, really? Tell me about it. Um, with Doctor Rash and his Uh-oh. team. All right. Was was it fun debate or yeah? Was it was this, a okay. fun right. fun debate. Right. <clears throat> Apparently, they were trying to decide the most dangerous animal in the world. Ooh, I like it. I and, like. And it. they argued that the hippo. There's one death per every 250 hippos. That is the that's the the going rate, if you're around a hippo, if they're if you you're around die. if you're around 250, you're gonna hippos, die. <laughs> somebody's dying around Wait. 250. Per 250 hippos, one, one of them dies. is one of them has killed a a person, huh? Yes. They're very territorial, yeah. is what I've heard. And then once they're on you, I mean, you're you're done. And then they were comparing them to mosquitoes. Some of the water too. The mosquitoes, like oh, a mosquito, like the number of mosquito deaths compared to how many mosquitoes there are. So were insects included in this conversation? I believe so. Okay. What about reptiles? I don't know. I don't know how far. Like I just walked in at the tail end, but so it was I'm not going to lie. Fun question of the day is what's the most deadly animal in the world? <sighs> There's two animals that I think are very underrated in how badly they would just absolutely dem- just kill a human, and that's a wolf mm-hmm. and a bear. Yeah, I agree. I think there was this long, long period of time where like wolves were like, "Oh, they're just dogs, and we need to protect them." Actually, I want to know what the shark rate is. Yeah, how many deaths per shark? I mean, it's not. As high kangaroo. Ooh, that's a dangerous animal. Kick your I'm face off. This in. I'm gonna look this up. You should look it up. This is very candid conversation. Deaths per kangaroo. Yeah. Deaths per king. They're so. I mean, and you're not getting. Oh, like, here it is. Forget sharks. These are the deadliest animals. Oh. These are. I don't think sharks are very up there because it's just. <sighs> 
I think sharks, let's face it, you're not going into a lot of shark-infested water. This is just the total number of deaths, not the number of deaths per how many there are. Okay. All right. This is basically okay, yeah. this is That's basically fine. Australia. Yeah, it's definitely Australia. Horses, ponies, donkeys, 77. Cows and bulls, 33. Dogs, 27. Kangaroos, 18. Bees, 16. This is a six-year. This is between 2001 and 2007. That's fine. So that's, that's good really stats. not. What was number one? What'd you say? A donkey, a horse? Or was that number two? Number one was horses, ponies, and donkeys. They oh linked them God. all together. Just kicking people. Yeah. That well, makes sense, though. That makes a lot of sense. See, this is just Australia. I ain't I ain't effing with any alligators, Nisi. I ain't going anywhere near those. We'll have to look that up. <laughs> What's a cassowary? A cassowary. What the heck is a cassowary? I need to look that one up. So you started watching Ted Lasso. That's what we were talking about before the show. What, oh what, God, what? it's a bird. Jesus, kind of looks like a uh, a peacock. These are cassowaries are the most dangerous bird on the planet. Flightless bird. Holy, they're God. the most dangerous. They're the most dangerous bird on the planet. Let this bird without a keel on their sternum bones. I don't know how that's relevant. What, what makes them dangerous? I don't know. That's what I'm looking for. They can't fly. Yeah, are they like poisonous or something? Are there like poisonous birds? They can run 31 miles an hour. What is going on? What, why are they so dangerous? Like how big are they? Stink stand. Size of a hand? Ah, uh, no. They are. Big? Yeah. Like, like they emus? look. Uh... They look like they are. I'm I'm going to YouTube here. I'm watching the ad for a second. They impale you on their beak talons. Jesus Christ! What is going on? Hey, come on! Too many advertisements. What is going on? That's or is this an advertisement? Oh, wait, here we go. I mean, I'm calling it a halfway in between. Oh, I just watched that movie. That's Jurassic World. Oh yeah, I literally oh, just watched God. that you're, one. So you're. I'm okay, through. So I'm through four. I've got two movies left. Out of babe. So halfway between a turkey and a Austria? emu. Oh, emu! Yeah, look at this. It's like this. It's like the size of a, I don't know, maybe a small child or something. What What do they do? They like poke. They impale you with their beaks and talons. Jesus Christ! Look at these things. They peck you to death. They look scary. Stop, show the bird. Look at that. That's a massive bird, but it looks like a turkey. That's probably what it is. Who's afraid a of a turkey? it up turkey. Yeah, exactly. Who's who's afraid of a turkey? Oh, my God. Cassowary. Holy cow. Oh, he's... That thing is attacking that board. Oh. That is crazy. karate chop. Jesus Christ. What are you doing standing there, lady? Don't be standing there. You're going to die. Holy <laughs> cow. That's nuts. They, I mean, so... Chad made reference to raptors. They kind of look like a turkey with a raptor. Holy cow. There was a... I've never even heard of that thing. There was a a, a debate or a question on the Spitballers podcast that I listened to, and it was like, if, Great you could, podcast. if you could combine two animals to add, to make, you know, the most deadly. Oh, the old Liger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I just saw it on the last season of um, Titans. Okay. They had a pretty Are you still cool, watching it? Yeah, it's over now. Okay. Season four was the finale. Kind of, yeah. Probably the most disappointing thing I've watched this year was yeah, that's what you said. Um, but they had a they had a um, a bat combined with a bat a lion. Oh. 
was pretty badass. A bat combined with a lion. Yeah. So did it fly? Yeah. Okay. And it was it looked pretty ferocious. Wow. It was like Did it have a mane? Yeah, it was pretty cool. It had like the bat face, but like the lion body and then the bat wings. Wow. That would be crazy. Kind of like a Pegasus. Yeah. But, but a like lion. Sca- way scarier. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. All right. So That's this no is an athletic you. training podcast. Are you sure? Barely. <laughs> uh, so tell, I was just mentioned, you saw Ted Lasso. You're halfway. I'm watching Ted Lasso, everybody. What are your I, initial I've joined, thoughts? I've joined the cool, cool kids. It's a great show. I like how you said um, it definitely, like, what'd you say? Like, it, it brings out all the feels. It does. Uh, 100%. I, I, I thought it was just going to be goofy. I didn't think it was going to be, like, thoughtful. I thought it was just going to be goofy. thought and it was going to so, be just stupid humor. Yep. And, and there is enough of it in there to keep oh, you going. Plenty. Um, and I think... It's a good balance of humor and, like, emotion. Yeah. And I think it does a really good job of being a comedy that is giving you a little sneak peek into what it's like being in a locker room. and Probably working, the best. Working with the exact same people every single day. Um, knowing the little nuances of everything. I, I mean, I love Coach Beard. I think there it's is... It's because you have a beard. It's because you are Coach Beard. I don't know. Am I? Maybe. I don't know. In some some instances... I'm you talk Coach more Beard. than him. I definitely talk a lot more than Coach Beard. But... That's for sure. I, I'm on season two. I'm like halfway through season two. I think... Um, I don't know. There was the Christmas episode... Yeah, they'll uh, each season will have a random like. Ah, eh, this is just a, you can tell they just filled it. Yeah, like they just needed to change it up for. Yeah, somebody told me the Christmas episode was the funniest episode of all of them, and I was like, in season two or season four? Season. Oh, is there another one? I think there's one another one in oh, season okay. four. So then I have hope. I think somebody somebody told me that they they watched <sighs> that episode on repeat. Because it was so funny, and I was watching it, and I'm waiting for it to be the funniest episode, and yeah. it was not. And maybe there's another one in four. I can't remember. Either way, I think it's a great show. It's great writing. I I love the hey, Roy the subtle Kent. I love the subtle like jokes. I love the you get thrown into the inside jokes immediately. I love the quotes. I love references to pop culture. It's so great. It's like it's us. a really it's a really great show. Yeah. I'm glad I started watching it. Good. I binged. I mean, on Saturday night, I I was alone with my kid. Oh, so you're right? watching it by yourself? Yeah. So Jackie, my wife, was out of town. So I had I had Abraham all day to myself and like put him to bed. What like, time oh, does he go to bed now? Eight ish, yeah. you know? Um so I put him in bed and I was like, you know what? This is the perfect time to just like binge some freaking Ted Lasso. And before I knew it, I was through the first season. And I was like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I got to find, holy crap. Yeah. I got to go to bed. Yeah. Well, that's what I was, yeah. It's a, it's a great show. I'm glad, I'm glad so many people told me to watch it. I'm contemplating. So I started the Sopranos. There is a season four though? Yeah. Okay. So the Sopranos, I got an episode and a half in, and I'm like, okay, I, I want, I'll watch this. But everybody's talking about the bear. Yeah, everybody. So is I was talking like, about ah, the bear. maybe I'll quick just 
because it's they're like really quick, like 20, 30 minute episodes, and there's it's only like restaurant, right? there's only like eighteen of them. Yeah, I was like, maybe I'll just do that and then go back to the Soprano. So I maybe <sighs> maybe we'll do the Bear. That's the problem. Well, that's the great thing about those short episodes, but it's yeah. also the problem that there's just so many freaking shows out there. Correct. Just keeps giving us more fats to do. I guess so. All right. Yeah. Speaking of, let's do some shenanigans okay. here. Friend or foe, go. A friend or foe. Uh, now that I remembered it. Friend or foe, sorry to the high school athletic trainer in yeah. advance because this is more for the athletic trainer mm. um, that is on the road. Okay. Friend or foe, going out on the road. And I'm not talking oh. about dinner. Yeah. Going out. Going out. On the road. Oh. In one aspect, you get to experience some new places, different environments, bars, cultures. But man, traveling enough, traveling itself is exhausting enough. And then, I mean, you're just you're always playing catch up if you go out on the road. I'm gonna put it up on social. Media. Always playing catch up. At the same time, it's so it it's nice. It's kind of you get to you get to just experience other cities. Other areas, but it's got to be. Uh, it's a foe. I went out enough on the road to know that it doesn't. You're help. getting old, Kevin. It doesn't help your. Dad. You're getting so old. Yeah, you're a you're a you're officially an old dad. You're an old dude. Oh, I'm, I am. I am. I can still do it, but I I know I'm going to pay the consequences. I can stay up till two thirty. Three, but legitimately, ah, uh, I remember being like, even in my early 30s, being on the road and realizing no chance can I keep doing this. Like I, unless there's an off day the next day, I'm, I'm going to be hurting and I'm going to be, I'm going to suck at my job. I'm going to suck at my job because I, and there's a difference between you going out and me going out. Right, you're just sleepy. I'm like sleepy and hungover, right? Like when you're hungover and sleepy, and you gotta freaking deal with everybody because they went out and they're hungover and sleepy. Whew, that's a tough one. It's not a friend. It's not a friend. It can't be a friend. It can be a friend. Uh, there's some fucking legendary stories. Of course, there's legendary. There's stories. There's no like, you don't have this the story. Oh, I'm such. a Remember dad, that one time I was right in my now. hotel room. Yeah, those stories you don't you don't yeah. share those stories. You don't. I was in I was in my hotel room by ten p.m. Yeah. Remember remember when I went to bed at a reasonable hour? Remember when I drank? There's a lot no of, Ziploc bag stories. Remember when I drank a lot of water that day? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was super hydrated. Oh, I put it up on social media. We'll see if there's any responses uh, by the end of the show on the on the poll. I'm gonna uh, put it this uh, way. It oh. is it is a it is a friend that is a, a bad influence. Also right? Yeah. Last week we talked about the fanny pack and you brought up do you do you wear a yeah. fanny pack outside of work? Mm-hmm. I put this up a little while ago before we got to the show. Uh eighty two percent say no. Yeah. Not wearing a fanny pack outside of working. Yeah. But eighteen percent do. There are so many people that are walking around nowadays 
with a goddamn fanny pack <laughs> across their chest. Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> nice. If it's good enough for The Rock, it's it. good enough for me. Well, there you go. So, <clears throat> I wonder if The Rock's rocking the fanny pack again. Probably. That is such an iconic picture of him. Did you hear about the guy who said that they've got UFOs and this is like at yeah. the UFOs and mm-hmm. uh and aliens. Yeah. Like they have them. They Yeah, they have them. <laughs> okay. They have them. All right. No. There's a there's a lot officially I mean, worried now. Well, it's a lot of like so why UFOs and aliens and like, do we, do we know they exist? We all assume they probably exist just cause the universe is infinite, but like, have we had contact? What, like, is it just a rouge like that? Like the government is basically trying to say that we do have aliens in our presence or we've had UFO contact to like distract us from what the hell they're doing. I mean, I don't know. I definitely think that they exist. I don't know if it's real. But now, like, government officials are, like, coming out and saying it. But I just don't trust anything the goddamn government says. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. So, like, that's funny. So now they're, now they're getting into this, you know, um, conspiracy world. Like, really? Like, you're joining that party of the, like, conspiracy stuff? Like, here's just here's let, the problem. Let us do that, and you actually be truthful goddamn people. The, the world doesn't have enough anxieties. Now you got to throw right. this shit at us. Well, and that's what I think it is. <laughs> I think some of that's that. Like It's just fear-mongering. Seriously. Absolutely. Oh, shit. Well, but that's they could, the last they time they legitimately going. could have mm-hmm. UFOs, or they could have aliens. Yeah. There are all these documentaries out there. There's all these accounts of people that are, like, have close encounters with another kind um, that are pretty believable. And I don't know. I mean, sure. Why not? Of course it could happen. But why? Like, I don't know. The goddamn government. (laughs) So stupid. I agree. All right. We're moving on. Yeah. Uh, Let's do our F. Mary kill. Okay. Uh, I was walking uh, through the PT department today, just taking the trash out. Or the, wow. lin- the linens. The old athletic trainer taking the trash out. And I saw somebody doing a scapular mobilization. I was like, man, I don't remember the last Yank time. Yank on I, that scap. I didn't. I was like, well, I haven't done a mobilization in years, two years. Yeah, you haven't. God so damn. I wanted to FMK them. Cool. We'll do lower extremity tonight. Uh, We'll do an mm-hmm. ankle, a hip, and a knee. Uh-huh. Mobilizations. Uh-huh. F. Hip. Mary. Ankle. Kill. This Can is what we do on this program. If you're new to this show, hip. you shouldn't be new. Ankle. And if you are new to, to listening to us, this is this is one of our go-tos, F. Mary Kill. Also, if you're listening for the first time, please share with your friends. We don't make we don't say this enough. If you if this is the first time you've listened or the 228th time you've listened to our show, yeah. tell your friends, tell other athletic trainers, check this show out. It was kind of wild them. how many people we saw. In at NATA, like oh yeah, like you guys are the Canadian Athletic Training people. Nisi, we're just doing ankle, hip, and knee. Mm. I just I saw the scap. That's what made me think yeah, of it. Yeah. So, ankle, hip, knee. F. Ankle, Mary. Hip. Heel. Ankle, hip, and knee. Ankle, hip, and knee. Um. Well, those hips don't lie. It's just like really. Well, man. 
You know what though? I hate like setting up for a freaking hip mobilization. Like it's too especially much if, work. You're, if you're gonna use the band, you know, you you gotta get it up 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 there nice and like close to the old groinage. Shimmy you know. down up there, mm-hmm. but not too far. Like, hey, watch that manhood if you're, you know. Working you with know. a man. Um Well, and you don't want to do anything inappropriate with a female either. You don't. Well, I do, <laughs> but not my patients. Only my wife. Um, it's awkward. Hips are like awkward. There's always and like, and you kind of have to like prop tight situations. So it's is it is it effing? It's quite. It's quite possibly. It's it's a one night stand. F. Um, Knees. You know, I used to not really like knee mobilizations until I started working with people that aren't very athletic. And I've seen, like, some nice results from, like, actually just, like, doing anterior and posterior drawer, like, motions on a knee. And people are like, oh, wow, that feels so much better. Um, And then the ankle. The ankle is kind of like the gold standard of, like, we need those ankles to be mobile. And so many people have tight Ankles, tight, tight, tight. So yeah, broadly speaking, ankle. I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry the ankle. I'm gonna f with that hip, and I'm gonna kill the knee. Kill the knee. Mm. Kill the knee. I will also marry the ankles. I'm gonna get nice and deep, like in that. I think it's hip. just the most fun to do. It's the easiest. It's the uh, marriage. You don't really have to. You don't really have to like worry about it as much. Not that you worry about doing the other ones, but the ankle just like oh. John Daly. Grip Swing it and hard. rip it. Yeah. Grip it and rip it, you know? Ripping heaters. Yeah. <laughs> um Give me a give me a Coke Coke and a heater. Also it's like I think you'll see some some pretty good like when you're doing a mobilization you wanna feel that shift that yeah you want to feel like oh yeah i'm getting somewhere yeah and i feel like that's the the progress you're making uh i think it's the easiest with the ankle it's also it's the most satisfaction i feel like that's true you are you are very satisfied with marriage very satisfied there you go well done good job i'll (laughs) i'll f the knee uh i do like playing with a knee Oh, play with it. I kind of feel like um, I just, it, it's really more I hate the hip. I hate doing a mobilization <laughs> on the hip. Would you, when you're doing a hip mobilization, do you consider doing even just like a little distraction pull? I do it Not every really. day. But, every but day, is that day. really, I mean, is that a true mobilization? Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Okay. And it is. I hated doing it, though. I never oh. felt like I did it. Oh, I I, I that was, I struggled with it. Oh, I, I would watch it. Renee do it, and every year I'd be like, Renee, can you show me how to do this? I'm I could never get I could mm. never I could never get a hip mobilization mm. to feel good. Oh yeah. So screw oh, that. Yeah. Screw that mobilization. Screw the hips. Oh yeah. I'm out on the hips. I'm glad I f- I'm glad I f- at the hips because yeah. there's not many more satisfying things than to actually do a traction like. Mobilization on a hip. I guess I'll never know. When you get that really good one, oh baby. Some people do struggle with it. 
I got some tricks. Tricks of the trade. I'll talk to. I need to talk to Renee now. Maybe she's got some more tricks of the trade. Yeah, she was really good at them. All right, I'm pretty effective. Um, live streamers, live live streamers said. Uh, Nisi said, "Marry the ankle, f the knee, kill the hip." Uh, Colleen said, "Marry the ankle, f the knee, kill the hip." So far, marry the ankle, f the hip, kill the knee. Yeah. Those knees aren't worth it compared to the ankle and the hip. Uh, and Kyle says, marry the ankle, F the knee, kill the hip. I'm telling, actually, I mean, you. So everybody's, every single person married ankle mobilizations here. God, I might, I might marry the hip now. Contrarian. Leg, pull, leg Contrarian. pulls. Leg pulls. You have no idea how many people need a leg pull. It's amazing. <laughs> That's. I'm telling you right now. Here, what everybody listening and everybody that the millions of people are going to listen after the this. millions and, and never mind. Um, legitimately check pelvic alignment, like a court, and then like compare it to leg length on every one of your every one of your athletes as many times as you possibly can. You're going to fix a lot of things without doing many things hard. That's what she. That's said. what she said. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Oh, pull the leg. Pull the leg. Anyway, yeah. Uh. All right. Let's do this. Let's go to our top five question. Okay. This week, Kevin, we surveyed about a hundred athletic trainers. About. <laughs> yeah. And we asked them, in the last year, how many times have you used a goniometer? Okay. Actually, I'm gonna change that one. Hold on. All right. Number one, nineteen times. <laughs> That's for myself. Nine times. I think I've done. I think I've done it nineteen times. You've actually thought about it. You thought about it. Yeah, because I thought about like how many people I've tested ankle range of motion on with doing functional movement screens, and I've probably like. And I just started doing them a couple months ago here in the lab. I've probably done about 19 of them. That's awesome. Number two, 405. <laughs> I don't know why. One a day plus some. Yeah, at least, right? I mean, I'm thinking about your football athletic trainer going through physicals, and you got 50, I don't know, something kids, and then you recheck at the end, like halfway through the season, then you recheck at the end. Of the, I don't know. I just, I just went with it. 72. Is my third answer. Number four is 90. Number five, 25. So I thought, hey, 25-man roster on a baseball team, entrance or pre-participation exams, and then you never do it again. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm out. If I was Bob Barker. One dollar. I'd be hitting the buzzer. Yeah? You've all overbid. You've all overbid. You've all overbid. What was your lowest one? 19. 19. I ain't overbid. You overbid. No chance. The top five. Everybody is lower than 19. We have a tie for fourth place. Okay. We have a tie for fourth place. Eight answers, or eight athletic trainers said they've done, they've used the goniometer twice. Twice. In the last year. Okay. We've had eight athletic trainers that say they used the goniometer 10 times in the last year. That's 
more. In third place, 12 athletic trainers said they've used a goniometer three times. Oh, three times. In second place, 13 athletic trainers used a goniometer once, once in the last year. Okay. And let me guess. And then in first place, 34 athletic trainers said goose egg. Zero times yeah. have they touched the goniometer. That's what I thought. So just by looking at this, 34 plus 13 plus 12 is 59 plus 16 is 75. Wow. 75 out of the roughly 100 athletic trainers we said have used the goniometer 10 times or less. And I really, 67%, two out of every three, said three or less. In the last year. Chad's doing maths again. 67% of you have used it less than three times in the last year. And the, I, well, the reason I wanted to ask this question, yeah. I think the discussion point that I, that I want to make is, I remember being an athlete training student. Yeah. And having the um, practicals. Yeah. And so much time and effort put into. Agreed. What's the normal range of motion? How do you use the goniometer and all that? And I just remember freaking out about using it. And then like where to place it? Yeah. Which, which what's like the stationary arm versus how the many, moving arm? How yeah. many study hours were used, were, were focused on goniometry? And now I just, I mean, I just pull out my phone and then I put it up against somebody's tibia and then they lean and it's like, oh, that's how much, that's how many range of motion you have. But do you remember the same thing? Oh, do you absolutely. remember like 100%? Yeah. Like memorizing like ranges of stuff. And it's like is that a normal range? I don't know. It's not the same as this side. Does it feel like it's a normal range? Yeah. Is this one? No. Okay, let's work on this one. So this goes back to the the whole common sense in terms of education yeah. and stuff like yeah. okay, is it important? It probably is. It is. It is. It but is. to what extent? Cor yeah, exactly. Man, that's a slippery slope. <laughs> you said that last. Unless, I was just listening to last week's episode and our fierce debate on. Oh, nice. You said slippery slope. A slippery couple times. slope. Um, and I kind of agree. I, so, like with goniometry, it's like, whew, is that the best use of our time? I think it's really important to have a grasp of those normal ranges, but that's it. Like not using that information on your daily basis to think that everybody has to be in these normal ranges. Sorry. Everybody's did you, different. Did you say when you were doing this, uh, you were doing screenings? Is that what you were using it for the 19? Yeah. That you every, did, you, every, time I, every time I do a functional movement screen, I, I test ankle range. Muscle. So, I mean, really the two uses are, I, I assume screenings and then post-surgical. Correct. Those are the biggest ones, yes. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would never pull out a goniometer. You would never pull out. I know. That's why you end up with okay. so many kids. Number two coming up. <laughs> um, I would never use a goni goniometer in a standard treatment. Like just when I'm just giving treatment and not necessarily like trying to get somebody post-surgically rehabbed to a certain point. I think that's a very important one, I think. But not from, like, what's the number for us, but it's it's for the patient. Like, yeah. 
no, I know you I know you think you haven't made any progress, but guess what? You have ten more degrees of knee flexion. Like that's that's a valuable thing to like show to your patient. If you're not doing that on the regular, using a goni, not you very often, I would think. Maybe next week we should FMK three everything. different types of goniometers. Like the little finger ones that they have. Yeah. Should we do should we FMK goniometers next week? Uh, Are there three different types? Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. The metal ones, the yeah. I mean, they're definitely we'll look like, it up. there's a there's forty different gonies, but I would yeah they all can. We haven't done that before. I don't think so. I'll just put it on here. It is vital when you're in a rehab clinic with insurance companies. You're right, Kyle. I, I mean, because you have to show progress or. That they haven't made enough progress. I, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, I wanted to originally what I was going to say is yeah, this is save it for the physical therapist. Wow. But we do a, a, like a lot of us maybe not in the the high school setting. Maybe you are referring your your therapies. Maybe not, but at the college level, you know, doing your own rehabs. I guess you have to prove prove it just as much as the PT. So, I I mean, I guess there is value in learning it for sure. I just wonder how many hours or... I think what's valuable is knowing what normal can kind of feel like. Sure. And recognizing, well, that's not enough hip internal rotation. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's where it really needs to lead you. But not necessarily knowing if somebody has 40 degrees of hip internal rotation versus... 37. Yeah. Like, and, and I remember yeah, we would do that with our pitchers every year. We would yeah. do the before, like the so baseline. And I was like, I ever seen anybody that got substantially better. I don't know. It So it only helped in my eyes, the red flags. Yeah. Right. It didn't help every, it just helped the red flags. It also, you know, something's going on with a, a pitcher you have a theoretical baseline of internal rotation at the beginning of the year. Three months in, you test again. They maybe have a little ache and pain here. Like maybe it's giving you a direction to go, right? You're lacking internal rotation. Maybe we should try to get more of that. Now, at the same time, do I need an exact measurement? And do I need, do I need to... So player X had 33 degrees of internal rotation. Now they only have 20. Is it important to get back to 33 or is it just important to get more? Sure. Like, I think that's where we get really messed up is thinking whether or not a baseline is the right amount. I mean, every pitcher loses internal rotation throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. Some of them get hurt. Some of them don't. Like, so is it that important? It's just a, it's just a number. It's just a barometer. It, you throw, you measure it, you see if, Hey, maybe this is something I can treat. Do you feel better? You do? Cool. I don't know. That's simplifying it though. Yeah. Dave's probably fucking punching his dashboard right now. These two knuckleheads. God damn it. Kevin, I haven't touched anything. No, he probably agrees <clears throat> with me a little bit. It's, uh, all, it's all part of a big picture. And as always, it depends. Dave. Yeah. Love you, buddy. Okay. What's next? 
Um, our fictional athletic trainer Fats. debate. We're gonna Fatties. we're gonna go a throwback. What did we say? This is twenty. Was it the two thousand? What it's two thousand three. Two thousand three. I'm gonna look it up. Hang on. Chad, in his infinite wisdom, said, "Hey, I'm gonna look up the movies that came out twenty years ago. I think." Two thousand two, so twenty one. Ah, twenty one. Twenty one oh, years yeah, ago today. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty one right. years ago today. Austin Powers. Austin Goldmember, the third Powers. of four, right? The third yeah. of four. That was the third of third. Isn't there a fourth one? No. Third of three. If there is a fourth one, I want to watch it right now. Because I. Love, oh Jesus! I love this is what movies. I saw. Is there going to be another there, one coming there might up? Be. That'd be awesome. It just says Austin Powers 4 on my IMDb. Oh. Maybe it's just like... Nah. There's not There's not a fourth one. I mean, it might be in production. Who knows? Solid gold. The fourth Solid installment of Austin gold. Powers. Uh, anyways, um, did you like Goldmember? Or would you rank Goldmember. it in, in, in terms of the three? Ooh, the three? <gasps> oh, that's tough. Son of a bitch, Chad. That's a tough one. That's too hard. <laughs> For everybody at home, no, not watching. That's not what she said. That is not what she said. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh, number one. Number three, number two. I tend to, I, I think I like number one the most, number three the second most, number two the third most. I just had to go back in and look up the plot of the second one again. Felicity Shagwell. Yeah. Um, I love them all. Number one is a clear. I love them all. My favorite. Clearly my favorite, number one. You know what, though? The, the scene second? with Will Ferrell and... The spy who shagged me. I mean, that was that's really good. The second and the third one, yeah, are definitely a tier below. You think the first one? Okay. I don't know which one I like more or less between the second and third one. Honestly, what's crazy about those three movies is the production quality from the first one to the third one is so dramatically different yeah. that, like. There's aspects of... It's because it was so successful, they could throw way more money at it. Correct. Correct. And I think just like, it was the perfect time of technology too, where like the late 90s, they were still putting out kind of like crappy digital like versions of movies. And then by the early 2000s, all of a sudden things were getting a lot like better film um, because digital became more and more and more and more. And so there's an aspect of that that makes that movie better. Sure. I, I think Beyonce was f- fantastic in it. I don't remember. Honestly, I, yeah. I remember going, I think I liked the movie less than most people. I was kind of like, went. okay, it was fine. I thought it was good. I think the third one was really great. funny. I just yeah. think it's very, I don't know. I mean, they introduced a couple funny characters. In the third one? But it was almost like a tryhard. It was definitely a tryhard. Like his Faja. Faja. Eating the, the skin, the flakes. Yeah. And then Fat Bastard. See, and that's what 
like it's like those but I don't know. I feel like I might quote Goldmember the most. Really? Yeah. I I for sure only quote the first one because the only okay. quote I'll ever say is who does number two work for? <laughs> of course. Who does number two work for? And I think, but I do think. What do you quote from the third one? A lot of gold member stuff. Faja. Oh, oh his Faja. Smoke, smoking a pancake. Smoking a pancake. Yeah. Um, I'll just quote. I probably it say that a lot. Right oh, really? Smoking a pancake. <laughs> Anytime I see a pancake, smoking <laughs> a pancake. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, when I think Doctor Evil, or is that in the third one? Because Scott finally like embraces being evil, and then there's a moment where Doctor Evil like gets like he gets teary teary eyed like kind of like <gasps> that's my boy yeah like I do that I do that on a bare occasion I can't remember if that's nice to mall you meet you nice to yes. meet you mall. Boom. Don't say more. <laughs> moly, 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 moly. Um, That's how my kid says more. Mole. Nah, now he starts saying more. His Faja. His Faja. His Farger? What's his Farger? Uh, his Faja. You know, the Faja. Fodger. What's a Fodger? You know, I don't speak freaky deaky Dutch. <laughs> okay, perv boy. Oh, and I was twins, Basil. Twins. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Was this your first day in the job? I okay. say that all the time. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. People don't know what I'm quoting. Probably because it's... Are those sharks with laser beams attached to their head? That's from the third one? Well... I thought that was from the first one. It is it in the first one? They he did, wants, yeah. Okay. He wants sharks. With oh, yeah, because then he got How it. How hard yeah. is it to just get sharks with laser beams? And then in the third one, he gets sharks from Scott. It's his gift to his dad. And I think that's the scene. That's my boy. And then yeah. that's why Mini-Me, you know, leaves the evil organization. Okay. So, anyway, what, we're, so what we're doing Austin for tonight's Powers fat. We're going to do uh, versus yeah. Dr. Evil, right? Mm-hmm. And Ooh. all the movies are in play. So, you know, Austin Powers from. One, two, three. One, two, or three. And same thing with Dr. Evil. So, spoiler alert. They're uh, they're kind of brothers. <laughs> so, oh yeah, know. I forgot that. I forgot how. See, I the the way the the third one wrapped up, I was kind of like. Eh. Well, I think that's the downfall of the third yeah. one. I think the downfall of the third one is like they need it. Like they just, how do we like intertwine a weird storyline and they end up making it just a little too like, of course. Why can't like why can't Doctor Evil just escape in some kind of penis shaped rocket? Like that would be so much funnier. Or the big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Giant set of. Um all right, Austin Powers. He gets lucky a lot. I was gonna say he's kind he of he's lucky. a he's a, a lucky idiot. Yeah. Very much a lucky idiot. How much luck do you think plays into our profession? <sighs> what percent? One? No, I think a lot. Do you think more than one? Yeah. Two? <laughs> yeah roughly two i was thinking well i'm thinking from the opposite side like of getting lucky that nobody got hurt that day that's kind of what i was thinking like how much of it is just dumb you got 99 percent of people fucking getting hurt um i think a lot I think that's gonna job. piss off a lot of athlete trainers that listen to the show what that we just say luck plays at least a port in our job 100 percent it does 
I How agree. I agree with you. It has to at least in a little bit. But everyone's gonna say, "Well, no, you prepare." Yada yada yada. Like still, no. There's so much luck in our profession. I think. I mean, it's, I'm glad you said that. I I think because now I don't have to. When you're dealing when you're dealing with humans and you're dealing with injuries, I mean, there's so much luck that has to happen in order for like things to not happen or for things to get better. Like for me, the when the times I feel the luckiest mm-hmm. are that injury that you you're like, all right, let's get him back to play, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh man, is this too soon? And then sure. they actually make it through that first yeah. game, that first match, that first whatever, and you're like, okay, if they get re-hurt, at least they made it through the first one. That feels like a little bit of luck to me on your side. I think so. Because if they get hurt in that first one back, you're always going to be like, I yeah. screwed up. Uh-huh. You could be unlucky during that too. Yeah. I do think there is a sense of, and maybe luck is a bad word for when somebody comes back for the first time. But you can only prepare, assist an athlete or a patient to, to be prepared enough. But once they compete, it's a different level. And so there is a sense of luck that maybe even they were never in a situation. Like, I remember how many times I had a guy with a hamstring strain. And on that given game that they came back into the game, they never had to sprint down the first baseline. They struck yeah. out every time. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. Never had to really test it. That's not on me. That's just luck. Um, so I think Austin Powers is pretty lucky. I think Austin Powers is... Sometimes he's really observant. Sometimes he's very poorly observant. Yeah, I was going to say sometimes he's a like sometimes he knows that somebody's dressed up as an old lady and it's really a man maybe. But sometimes he makes the wrong assumption and it's actually just an old lady like Basil's mom. Um tried and true a little bit old school. Old school. Um also you know what kind of is like I think his his best quality is this He's a little bit true to himself, and he's not going to, like, not necessarily give up, but he's got this, like, endless supply of it's going to be okay. Optimism. It's going to, yeah, yeah. optimism. Thank you. Yeah. I and would, that's what I we would agree with that. I mean, he has only a one kind of, like, short time where he's a little down in the dumps and when he loses his mojo. Yeah. but Kind of reminds me of Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. Walking little, down the street. and There, there you go. Yeah. There you go. But usually pretty optimistic, yeah. which you need in the athletic training world. Otherwise, ooh, something happened. Must have been a goal. Must have been a goal. Are the ladies playing tonight? U.S. women playing tonight? I'll look it up. I feel like that might be going on right now. What's today? Wednesday? Wednesday. God, I looked I looked at the goddamn schedule the other day, and I can't remember. Women's World Cup. One. Is it going oh. on right now? USA one one sixty second minute. Um, they must have just scored. Yeah, they must have. So they're playing the Dietch. The Dietch? Is this still in the round robin? Yeah, I think so. Oh, good. I think this is only like this is only what their second game. I think one one in the sixty second. 
But I think the Dutch are pretty good, huh? I think. Netherlands? Yeah, I think so. They're the orange team, right? The all orange? Pretty sure. Either way. Austin Powers. Gadgets. Got lots of gadgets. Lots Lots of of toys. Great cars. Um... Yeah, but Dr. Evil has... He's a little emotional. He's a little emotional. Mm, Yeah. I think deep down he... So he's rough around the edges, or crass around Mm. the edges, but deep down he knows right from wrong, and he um, sympathizes with people and kind of Wait, we on Dr. Evil now? No, 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 no. Sorry, I went back to... Yeah. I went back to uh, Austin Powers. I was going to say, Dr. Evil also has toys and gadgets. So they're kind of the same in that respect. I mean, Dr. Evil versus, and this is where a lot of people with Goldmember, I think a lot of people love that one, is because the the past with Dr. Evil and Austin Powers and the inter- International Man of Mystery School. Remember those I, scenes? No, I literally don't remember any of the third one. And there's like, like they go back to like what they were like as like teenagers in school. And they were both at the same school, and Austin Powers wins the International Man of Mystery mm. like award. But yet, Doctor Evil was like, Doctor Evil was the the <laughs> best student. He was the smartest one, and then he meets number two there. Sure, because he goes up to a board and he sees, oh, I'm the number one ranked person. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then he goes, Hey, I'm number two. And the like the youngsters that played those two. Guys were brilliant at it. Yeah, they were awesome. Um, Kyle just brought up yeah maybe the best point. I don't know why we have it. It took what? us so long to get there. Austin Powers isn't a good driver. He got the golf cart stuck oh, in the hallway. Oh, great point, Kyle. That's it. Austin Powers. You can't be an athletic trainer. You can't drive a golf cart. No there gator is, for you. Yeah, no gators. I will say, Doctor Evil. Dr. Evil. Oh, a good. He's always got a plan. Yeah, I was gonna say the, he's a planner. He's probably really decent at rehab. He's got. He's always got the same plan though. But it's a good plan. Take over the world. You know, hold the world at ransom. Loves loves little versions of him. Um, Hosts some meetings. Can hold. He can hold a meeting. Can hold and push a button. And send somebody down to the fire. Ooh, yeah, how great would that button be? I want to have that button. You know what he does as for athletic trainers? He makes his demands. One okay. bill, one million, one billion, uh-huh. whatever. Uh huh. He's like, hey, this is what I need. He's got resources, lots of resources. Mm-hmm. Who's more athletic? <laughs> I think Doctor Evil is more athletic. He does you a think? Little, little jump thing. He's got that little jump thing. Although I guess Austin Powers has like the judo. <laughs> Yeah. Judo chops. Judo chop. But Dr. Evil has got the a little dancing. Austin, he's very athletic in bed. <laughs> um uh, better under pressure. Ooh. Austin Powers. Maybe. Probably. Dr. Evil always es- escapes. Is there something that's, that's athletic true. training there? Always always escaping the trouble. Always yeah, finds but Austin, a way out. Austin Powers kind of does too. He kind of does. Um, better, better. Who would do better at it? Eval. 
Who asked better questions? Yeah. Austin Powers? That's a good question. Who would ask better questions? I think Dr. Evil. Will they score another goal? Jesus. Jesus Christ. I think Dr. Evil actually might be better evaluator. Sometimes there's many scenes in the old Austin Powers movies where Austin is pretty oblivious to what the hell is going on. Um, and he's not catching what's happening. Like when he's about to drink fat bastards remains like his <laughs> toilet remains stool sample tastes a little nutty, man. You remember this movie way better than I do. I've it's watched, incredible. I have watched them a lot. Okay. A lot. I like them. So who, who are you going like with them. here? I'm actually going not Dr. Evil. You're going not Dr. Evil. No, I'm going Dr. Evil. And give me the reason why. I just think resources, number one. Number two, puts a good team around him. They listen to what he says. They they fight for him. They got everything from his financial advisor to the one that gets all of the, all of his things done. Um, I think Austin just is a little... A little flake, not not flaky. What's like? He's a little oblivious. Yeah, something like that. Like there's just there's something missing there that like he's not gonna he's not gonna be on top of it. I think Doctor Evil is always on top of it, and he's got a plan. Oblivious, too oblivious. Um, well, I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the positive person. I'm going to put it up on social media, and we'll see what people say. Um, Okay, Kevin, are we ready for our feature topic? Breaking news. U.S. women's national team is now up. I... Kept refreshing my browser and it kept saying one one nothing. So is it two one now? No. Maybe two, people one. maybe people were just screaming. Maybe maybe there was an offsides because they showed a replay or something. I don't know. Oh, it's one one. It's currently one one. All right. So maybe there was, I don't know. Maybe there was some Netherlands fans said, out I, there. Somebody else said goal goal was Ooh. offside. Okay, that's why. All right. Um. <clears throat> All right, so yeah. for our feature topic tonight, we had just a couple um, pieces of news, I guess, or current events. Current events sent to us yeah. uh, in terms of athletic training. We just kind of wanted to roughly, loosely talk about them. Yeah, why not? Uh, you want to talk uh, about the positive one or the negative one first? Uh, negative. So the negative one, uh, who sent this to it? Kevin Joyce sent us an article, hey, right? Joe. Oh, no, no, Tim Prawl. Tim Prawl sent Tim it to us. Sorry, Prawl. Tim. Timmy, Timmy, Tim. Uh, do you have it in front Timmy. of you? Timmy. Uh, Tim sent us, DC United fires athletic trainer over racist gesture in online photo. Speaking of soccer. Speaking of soccer. Mm. So they can their athletic trainer. Yeah. Um, Over... Racist symbol in online photo. Yeah. 
And so I briefly read the Okay, because I, I, I didn't really. Yeah. I, I read like a, a really short amount yeah. of it. And it's this is going to upset some people. Um, well, that's what we do at Kina. Yeah. We upset most people. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. I don't know the DC United Athletic Trainer. I don't know their name. I don't know if there's more to the story. All I know is that when I got to the point in the story that he was apparently holding up the OK symbol, which is now the symbol for apparently white power, I stopped reading because I am not going to support somebody writing about this, nor am I going to support whether or not it is my, like, even I should even have the ability to think as an athletic trainer that if I make the OK symbol, which has been around for years and years and years and years and years, um, that you are now going to interpret that that I'm racist. I also think anybody that's been in an uh, athletic population, there's a stupid little game that basically is made you look where you make the same symbol and you put it on your thigh or below your waist, and if somebody looks at it, you get to do something to that person, whether it's punch them, poke them, kick them in the butt, doesn't matter. I actually remember very distinctly being in a baseball locker room in a dugout, and guys would do it all the freaking time, and it was really annoying. I hated it. It had nothing to do with race, and whoever you are out there that it thinks that this is all about race, the fact that an athletic trainer I'm hoping who isn't racist got fired because he was doing that in a picture. And I can only assume, and I'm probably, I'm making an assumption and I might make an ass out of myself that if you do that in a picture, let's say a team photo, let's say it's whatever you're doing it so that when people look at the photo, you get to say, now I get to punch you. Like, I know people that tried to do it in team photos. I know that people that have done it in team photos. So that every time somebody's walking and looking at, oh, 19, you know, 99 team photo. Oh, God damn it. I, like, they look at it. And then so somebody gets to go and punch them in the arm or whatever it is or kick them in the ass. So, like, we, if he was fired just simply from the act of making that symbol, that is, number one, ridiculous. Number two, nobody should be fired for making that gesture from the standpoint of, number like, it could have just been taken out of a photo, or you could have just said, hey, maybe you need to get some counseling if you're racist. You work in athletics. Yeah. You're going to meet a lot of people that are from different countries, <clears throat> have different color skin, so forth, so forth. I'm hoping there's more to the story. But if the only thing that he's fired for is because one photo, the world is fucked up right now. Yeah, so, I mean, there's obviously, we don't know all the context. Like, we don't. Have there been other events with said individual? Yes or no, we don't know. I just tried to do a quick history lesson here on the OK symbol. Yeah, give it to Says, me. um... Ring gestures formed by forefinger and thumb with remaining digits extended appear in Greece at least as early as 5th century BCE. So that's when the the first recorded one, BCE. And then if I go back, uh, 
there was an article here from NPR saying September 26, 2019, the Anti-Defamation League says the gesture that traditionally signals all as well has been hijacked by white power movement. Ugh. This is 2019. Ugh. And has it, though? Like, has it? I don't know. Come on. They added 36 symbols to the hate on display database. It it where where does well this I guess end? it had a had yeah. a good run from fifth century BC yeah. to 2019. It um, did. It really you know, did. You you did well. You re- you did. You went really from well. positive to negative. Um, again, well. we don't know the DC United ethic, the former DC United ethic yeah. trainer. Uh, we don't know them. So, but I will say, we don't know if there's anything other. Shame on DC United if like it's literally just from that one photo. Like, there are so many different. All of these people that are getting if canceled, it's a singular event, fired, yeah. all these things that are happening because of like singular events. Like shame on anybody that's actually trying to like go through with that. What I, Why, I what who doesn't make a mistake in this world? Legitimately, who doesn't who doesn't like actually maybe even legitimately? I didn't know that it was there was a negative connotation to that until. Tim sent me this, and maybe that's shame on me for not being, for, shame on me for being an old, old crotchety white guy who doesn't so. like, doesn't study Urban Dictionary. There you go. <laughs> so I you. didn't know that four years ago that went from a positive to, I thought the okay symbol was still a positive thing until now. <laughs> so maybe the same, we I, we don't know. You guess you'd have to ask the, the person or, again if there were other events. I think the other question is how many athletic trainers are they're normally on a on a uh, MLS team? MLS team is it just one person? I would imagine. Like, do they fire the only person that knew anything about any of their? Mm. I don't know. Or is there an assistant that's now the head? Now they're down to one athletic trainer. You got to bring somebody else in. Emergency hire. Like they're in the middle of their season. You know what I would like? Not that. Not that you should never fire somebody. No, that's not. There's yeah. you, it, you. Obviously, they felt. I mean, who knows? By all means, if this if this person as an athletic trainer is truly racist and they're fucking doing shady stuff, yeah. If, was, racist, if this wasn't an isolated event, yeah, yeah, get them out. But at the same time, then present that as the story, not that they get fired because of a picture and making a symbol. Yeah. Right. Like because who knows if they were actually just going, a okay, you know. And now, like, what, is our podcast going to get canceled because I did this? It might. Well, we're having a discussion about it, so I don't think I don't think we're we're trying to know. bring awareness to this YouTube situation. It's funny, too, though. Um, meow. And then, again, maybe, happened, maybe that's shame on us for not being, I don't know, not, not knowing, maybe being... Austin Powers and being oblivious to the fact that that's a negative thing is shame on me. Oh, yeah. Look at it. Nisi just said, what about in the NBA when they hold this up when they make a three-pointer? That's <laughs> racist. Yeah. Seriously? Maybe they do this now? Maybe they, like, wait. Yeah. Girl Scouts? <laughs> Goddamn Girl Scouts. Racist. Um, yeah. Um, so we just wanted to bring that up, um, that as an athlete trainer, you should probably be careful and don't be racist. Just don't be. Definitely don't. Well, nobody should be fucking racist. Yeah. Idiots. (laughs) (laughs) 
nobody judge judge the person for who the hell they are. Yeah, um, then then you can really judge them. You know, because you know them. I, again, to me, I, we don't know enough about the individual, but I'm, I have questions about like the structure of how sports medicine was set up with the team. Like, are they going to be okay? Are they short staffed? Was that literally their only person? Yeah. How how fast can they get somebody in there to to help the athlete? Like that's like a major thing. Mm-hmm. Big time. So I would a, assume a they, professional organization. You know, I would assume they have a staff. You know, they probably have two athletic trainers, but at the same time, now so. there's now there's one athletic trainer that's trying to like probably make up for another one. And that's crazy. And if it was the head, and this is maybe it's a a younger at that doesn't know any of the, maybe who, who knows. All right. Maybe the intern just got a nice promotion. Good for you. <laughs> Always be ready. What else do we got? Um, on so a, on a I think note. in the last 48 hours or maybe it was 72 hours. Um, Something like that. Yeah. I think it happened on Monday. Yeah. The uh, second high-profile cardiac arrest yeah. situation arose, and kudos to the athletic trainer there mm-hmm. um, for saving a young man. USC. Well-known. Huh? Individual with a well knowner, more well known, more well knowner, yeah. more well knowner father, <laughs> Faja. His Faja, I might know you, Faja, more than I know Faja you. Faja is really well known, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Bronnie James had cardiac arrest, and kudos to the medical staff wow. for um, taking care of that situation and, and saving a life, absolutely. And did they? I have. I haven't like really read. All I read were some hot like headlines of cardiac arrest, but now all signs point that he's okay. He was. He's not in the ICU. Things I like heard that. he was out of ICU. Yeah. However, and I don't know if this was a clickbait article or whatever uh-huh. that I saw that at least one doctor said this may end his career. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I don't know if that was clickbait or what. Well, it probably depends on why it happened. Yeah. Right. I mean. I think some athletes, it's truly a freak thing. And then some, it's like, it reveals like, no, um, this is why it happened. And do you really want to like risk it? Yeah. Um, And again, this whole situation just goes to show the importance of our profession and the importance of being prepared for emergency situations. Yeah. Every time I think about these people saving lives, I question if I was in that situation, how would I have responded? Would I have done well enough? Because frankly, I didn't have to. Do we know? I, mean, I never like, had that situation. So I, until you're put in a situation, you don't know. Did he need like CPR? Did he need like I didn't, AED? Or I didn't, Do I didn't look into it that far. Yeah. I don't know if any of that's even ever, I don't even know if that's come out because it wasn't. I mean, with the uh, God, Demar, Demar Hamlin, Hamlin, yeah, it was like clearly I was, it was on, on TV, national yeah. TV, so everybody knew. I'm assuming this was just at a practice or a workout yeah. or something. Um, but then it's just it's crazy, you know. You think about especially young, good like young, really in shape athletes. I mean, I would assume Bronny James is in pretty darn good shape. Um, his dad's been pretty damn healthy throughout his entire career. Yeah, until the last two or three years. Yeah, but, yeah. but still, I mean, like, you know, you you assume that like you don't really have to be prepared for that kind of stuff. 
And you don't hear a lot of college, I would say, of these like college basketball sudden cardiac issues, right? Not as much as football, not as much as high school, the younger, even like younger athlete. Um, I don't know. I mean, and tough, like beginning of his college career, you know, probably. Yeah, not, be, yeah his freshman year. Probably going to be drafted next year or whatever, depending on just kind of how the season went. Um, I think I read somewhere that this is like the 200th. 200. Or there have been 200 sudden cardiac deaths. Deaths. Over the last X amount of years. I'm trying hmm. to find the tweet where they were kind of talking about it. It but I think there have been year. at least two hundred. Yeah. Um. And they were trying to compare it to other. Uh, boy, I don't remember what it is. I mean, it happens, right? It happens. It's going to happen. Um. It's probably going to continue to happen. There are always going to be healthy individuals that show no signs or symptoms or no, like, uh, test is going to reveal and in a moment in a pre, pre-participation exam that this person is at risk and it's going to happen. So all the more important athletic trainers to be ready for it. You know, it doesn't mean you have to practice CPR every single day, but make sure you're prepared to do things that could save somebody's life. Because athletic trainers do save people's lives. I saw a tweet, because I can only see tweets, I can't tweet, and nor can I respond to tweets, and nor can I actually participate in any polls. X has blocked you. Um, Is it now X? Is that what it's called? It's not even Twitter, it's just X? It's just X, I guess. Apparently. Um, I have no idea. Tweet, tweet. Uh, I did submit my, hey, I think I was suspended for unlawful reasons. I did see something about like how can a profession that could save a life only get paid forty thousand dollars a year? I and, just saw that too. I mean, I think there's there's a validity to that, but I think there's too many professions that also exist with that. That like it's not just athletic trainers. I mean, plenty of nurses, nurses, and plenty yeah. of paramedic or maybe not paramedics, but like EMTs and firefighters and all these. Well, we different- had. The one show a long time ago where we were comparing the salaries to, like, so the EMT salaries suck, our salaries suck. And I know we weren't trying to bash physical therapists, but physical therapists, you know, on average make more money than athletic trainers. And Mm -hmm. they just do the rehab where we have to do the rehab and the life-saving skills and what's right, what needs to be evaluated there. Yeah, I mean, is is there actually... We, we learned a different skill set, and then most of us, half of us maybe, didn't go on for higher than high education. Um, does that really make you any more valuable in this world monetarily? Just because your profession, like, requires it, which just fucking don't get me down that train either with athletic training. <clears throat> maybe um, next week. Maybe next week. <laughs> um. No, yeah. I mean, it brings up all of that kind of stuff. I just heard they're doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. People walking by. Yeah, we're doing a podcast yeah. on the U.S. women's national team. Look and, at that. Look at that score. Look at that pass. Yeah. I mean, it's just something kidding. that happened, everybody. So, Bronny James, 
I'm hoping you're okay. Yeah, and hopefully, it again, it fuels, like, there was this Im- tremendous push after DeMar Hamlin about, like, hey, let's inform everybody about what we do and yeah. what, what we can do. And then that kind of went away. It did. And now, hopefully, it's back a little bit. I hope so. So medical staffs in general, athletic trainers need some need some love out there. I think get the get the word out there that we're a valuable aspect of a very fun side of society, especially podcasts. Yeah. So, all right, you want to shut this thing down? Yeah. Uh, Rick uh-uh. Cox just tweeted he's got tickets to see um the Brett Goldstein. Yeah. He's a stand-up comedian. Roy Kent. Roy Kent is a stand-up comedian. I didn't know that. I know he's Apparently a stand-up comedian. He's I know he's one, I know he's one of the writers, though. Oh, like he Good he for writes him. a lot. And then he he was one of the writers. And then he said, "I think I could play this part." And I think he like aud- he actually auditioned for the part. And we're like, "Well, yeah, you got it." <laughs> uh, let's just quick go to our Twitter. Yeah, why not? We, we, we put up left? a couple of things. Um, uh, quick poll who would make a better athletic trainer uh, the very 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 early results 69% Austin Powers 31% right. Dr. Evil all wrong. Uh, friend or foe going out on the road 58% friend 42% mm. foe oh, that's a tough one do you wear a fanny pack outside of work 82% no um, we, we had a fun somebody tweeted at us today I don't yeah. remember who it was um yeah. But they said, hang on here. We're hanging. We're hanging. And we're, we're going to do this as our feature topic next week. So if you're listening to this, yeah. uh, this was Josh Dossie. He tweeted at his topic suggestion. Make a rehab exercise sound inappropriate. Oh, God. TKEs become pop that VMO. Ooh. Um, uh, Kevin Joyce said RDLs are bend and snaps. Nate... Nate said glute, glute bridges are pelvic thrusts. Yeah. I would I would enter Pretty said deep-like. violator stretch. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we'll have a little fun next week and be a little inappropriate because we would never do that on this show. Never have. Change the name of a rehab exercise to make it sound inappropriate. Dirty. Next week's The dirtier, show. the better. Everyone have a good... Oh, thanks to Healthy Roster. Yep. Thanks to Smart Smart Tools. Tools. Thanks to Athletic Trainer Insurance Plus. We'll see you all next week. Bye.